Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I think it's Cuisons. Cuisons. He's from Strasbourg. Is he? But how do all of it Strasbourg later? Yeah. Frankfurt is playing there today. Are they? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because it's the Europa European Europa League playoffs. After playing three rounds of qualification, we're now playing qualification playoffs. And Are we recording? Okay, <laughs> thanks for right now. And Frankfurt... Be- oh, sorry. Just sort the batteries. What? Sort the batteries if it goes Oh. It should be fine. It's already down one bar. To one bar? No, it's down a bar, down to two bars. I'm okay. genuinely nervous, but do you know how to change batteries? Do you know how to change batteries? We, we should be able to put we'll it We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and there are no Frankfurt fans allowed in the entire Strasbourg. Never... Never underestimate how difficult the simplest tasks can be. Okay. So there's what? There's playoffs for the Europa League. Yes. After playing three rounds, or in Frankfurt's case, two rounds, you now play the Europa League playoffs. Goodness me. There's only about 400 games in the competition. Anyway. Yeah. It's insane. Then you have group stage with a thousand groups, and then you have the round of 100, mm. and then the round of <laughs> 340. Or you got it. Like, I think Frankfurt, your maths are a little bit off there. Frankfurt will have played nine competitive games before the third match day in the league. I mean, it's what's going to do Wolves over this season. Wolves would have a decent crack at doing something in the league this season, but they're often all over Europe doing this nonsense. It's a great Uh, competition. I learned to love it last year. um, Do you think we have any listeners in Brazil? Yeah, sure. I've been sending them out. Oh, have you really? Yeah, my oh, mom, okay. my dad, my friends. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Everyone has been listening, like about 12. About 12? Yeah. Because I was, I was thinking again about our karaoke debate. Yeah. Have you ever been to Brazil? Uh, no. Okay, well, sometimes. The, yeah. <laughs> Bruna's been and, and Joanna's obviously been. But we were talking about the accents from there the other day. And I maintain that the Rio accent is the best accent, which is Joanna's accent. I, I wouldn't agree. have any idea. Agreed. I disagree. And your 12 listeners will agree too. Maybe, do you think your mom can maybe send us an email? Yeah, sure, I'll ask her. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football Podcast is Bruno Fernandes. Hi. Nico Hamer. Hi. And Joanna Bueno. Hi. Nico, you and I, I just need to get my phone out here. You and I were involved in a tweet the other day. Were we? Yeah, it says, thought I saw Broody Voller the other day. Yeah. Hipster beard, rental bike, Prince Lauberg. Could have been him or anyone else, really. How often do you guys get recognised on the street? And are there any funny stories to tell on the pod? Uh, first of all, that... Was that you? Pretty sure, yes. Because on that day, I was actually riding a rental bike, a red one, uh, through through Prenzlauberg for the, basically the entire afternoon. So that was probably me, yeah. See, I thought you were too cool to be hanging out in Prenzlauberg. Well, I was at work and I had to go somewhere else, so I used the rental bike. Okay. Such a star. He Bricks. is a star. Well, he'll tell you now how often you, he gets recognized at games. Yes. Like kids come up and ask him for selfies and things like that. Wow. Yes. It's actually, sometimes it's annoying because when I'm at a Frankfurt game, for example. Yeah. yeah, no. Because, <laughs> no. When I'm going to a Frankfurt game, I'm going as a fan. And that means I will have a few drinks. And then somebody approaches you for a photo and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should be, should be on a photo right now. That's, that's all I'm saying. Recently, somebody approached me on a toilet, on a public toilet. That was Sorry, very what? weird. So I was going in and he looked at me somewhere weird. So I uh-huh. went to the toilet and then came out and he was still washing his hand, like looking at me while I was walking up to the, to the, uh, to the sink. And he was like, you're that guy, aren't you? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that guy? It's a bit creepy because he must have waited for like three minutes just to... <laughs> cleaning his hands <laughs> maybe he's listening to the podcast I don't know if so it was very nice you're a brilliant man well you yeah <laughs> okay yeah. sorry that's creepy <laughs> you you're obviously a star of CNN not a star yes did you know she was a star of CNN yeah, I know I know. Obviously. I know all stars <laughs> um, did you ever get recognized in public no, 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 I didn't. Even get though this you far. are a star of CNN? Yeah, but I didn't go this far because it was CNN International. It wasn't like oh, a nobody. Brazilian network, so. Oh. No, nobody watches that. Nah. Okay, Bruno? No, never. But people find me on Facebook sometimes and it's kind of creepy. Oh, from being on the podcast? Really? No, yeah, just the articles or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, ha- I got some messages on podcasts. Uh, no, not on podcasts, on Facebook saying like, oh, really like your articles. And some other guy saying, do you want to have a drink? I found you on One Football. <laughs> do you want to have a drink? It's great. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Please yeah, don't ever do gonna that. That's going to help. Tell a good story before the podcast. I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> Me. Wow. <laughs> Well, at least take a look at the picture, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before saying no. <laughs> no, I can't. Sorry. 
Wow. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. You never yeah. told me that before. It's weird. Nobody ever nobody ever stops in toilets for me. <laughs> nobody ever gets hits me up on Facebook or anything like that. Not even on Twitter. It sounds like you're winning this. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the right way to do yeah. it. I have to say that would be the worst thing about being famous is a lack of anonymity. That would do my head in. But that's another another day's <laughs> podcast, maybe. So as we said last week and every week, the address to send any abuse you might have is podcast at onefootball.com. Uh, we do really appreciate all of it coming in and all the questions. And, you know, if you get a chance to go over to iTunes, leave a comment, give us a rating. That would also be really appreciated, too. Now, there's only one place we can start this week, and that is with Felipe Coutinho. Oh. Joining Bayern Munich. Now, I've got a theory. I think they just bought him because of his hair. <laughs> so they haven't bought him yet. It's just a loan. Oh, so it's far. just a loan. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it, right? I think they just loan. They're getting him on loan because of his hair. He has great hair. Have, well, have you ever noticed, right? The players with nice, manageable, well-controlled hair <laughs> at Bayern Munich—they—they they succeed at Bayern Munich. I mean, Ian Robben is a good example. That was very easy to manage. <laughs> Lewandowski wouldn't stand a chance in Bayern Neymar. Munich. That's they what you're saying. They never go for Neymar, <laughs> no, right? right? No. Gareth Bale. Wouldn't no happen. Chance. Wouldn't happen. But that is more the reason behind that is that I think somehow hairstyles often correlate with difficult characters a little bit. And Bayern is very strict when it comes to uh, the characters of their players. Mm-hmm. So actually, you could even say that Coutinho is they're going a bit out of the, the way here to sign Coutinho. No, look at his hair; it's fantastic. That's right, absolutely fantastic. Okay, uh, on a on a more serious note, although if anybody else has any examples to back up my theory, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I mean, Jerome Boateng actually goes some somewhere near Neymar sometimes, hairstyle-wise. Ah, but uh, he's always reliable, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but look, Manuel Neuer. Great hair. Again, look. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Perfect in-shape hair. It's, really, it's annoying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. I've got it. It's, maybe it's there's like something the good to it. son-in-law or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the perfect son-in-law. Yeah. You know that jerk who you hate, you know, who's always getting things right and always has their shirts ironed? Ugh. Anyway, is he going to be a good loan and not buy as I've written down here in my script? We'll see. Um, I certainly feel like the, it was a bit of a... Panic move. It was a bit like we oh. need to sign somebody here because we've been talking a lot about it and we haven't couldn't do stuff uh, so far. Um, technically, it does not fit into the tactical system whatsoever. Bayern played a four-three-three mostly the entire preseason, actually only. Um, You're jumping ahead of my question order oh. here, but yeah. <laughs> so look, no, no, go I on think ahead. he's going to be immediately going to be one of the best uh, footballers in the Bundesliga, definitely, um, and one of the most important players at Bayern. But. The question is if he is what Bayern needed right now, and I tend to doubt that a little bit. Anybody else got an opinion on this? I think it's a great move. I think it's the for him or for the club for both. I think it's a great player for Bayern to reach that you know other level where Bayern has been for a while and not anymore. And I think that Bayern is a great club for Coutinho to find his football again. Like he needs to be in a top club and he needs to have some opportunities and some chances. And he was under a lot of pressure in Barcelona and another season there with Griezmann that would not work out. So I hope it works out because I really like him and I really like his football. And I, I have high hopes for that. Is he well liked in Brazil? He is. He is. He's very much like a family guy. He's not much of a you know star of the social network posting pictures naked in the beach. <laughs> But uh, I think that's one of the reasons why people like him because this series is focused on football. He's, he plays really well. And he's not, he was from Vasco, but he's not very well connected to the club. Like he's a, an idol for everyone, not just for his previous team. Okay. Of course, famously, you can't be naked on the beaches in Brazil. Isn't that right? I think, um, it's, a, I think it's illegal. There are probably uh, some special beaches. Yeah, I have can... been in Germany too long and now I'm thinking about naked people in the beach because it's a <laughs> German well, thing. They're, they're naked at the lakes. It's crazy. In, Bra- in, in Germany? Yeah, here in Berlin. Yeah. Oh, I went to one recently the other day with my family. It was eye-opening. Guys, you are in <laughs> Germany. FKK, Freie Körperkultur yeah. has a big history here, so you shouldn't be surprised. It yeah. was. By the way, I tend to agree, uh, disagree a little bit. I oh, don't okay. think that Coutinho is deciding that lifts Bayern back to the level where they used to be. Um, oh. I think that actually no signing whatsoever could have been that signing this summer, not only one person alone, um, especially not somebody who, in my opinion, is not really fitting in the system. I love him. I think he's a great player. Um, I think... 
I'm afraid that they will try to play him on the wing a little bit where I think that even though he played it a lot especially when he was younger um, I think he's not looking good there um, he lacks a bit of the acceleration and yeah so going to be interesting how, how Bayern solves it tec- uh, tactically well there is well there's a couple of suggestions about where he can play there is the left winger type of, of a front three where he played at Liverpool there's the idea that he could also play as a number 10 which Okay, his lack of speed would be fine for that. But there's also a sense that he could play as a central midfielder. So that would, yeah, it depends on what Bayern is going to play. So this entire preseason, they played three midfielders and then they played Lewandowski, Gnabry and Coman as the front three, right? Um, And then this uh, three-man midfield, um, Thiago is normally the one who drops back a little. He has clearly the role of the deep-lying playmaker. He's the heart of that midfield. Um, And then normally what you want is a player that can play the wing a little bit. So... Coutinho would fit very well there. Um, in the preseason, it used to be Goretzka on the one side and Corentin Toyeso, for example, on the other side. Problem with Coutinho is that if you have Thiago as your only number six, um, you lack a bit of defensive stability. And with Coutinho and Thiago combined, that could become an issue, especially but since surely the top they, three. Surely they don't need that for the Bundesliga. Well, well I don't know. They, they, they didn't look too stable uh, in the last, last match day, for example. So I think they're actually going to change the system and going to go back to the uh, 4-2-3-1, um, where Coutinho could play as a number 10. Bayern played that system with Kovac the second half of last season, and that was the best football they played entire last year. Müller played as number 10. Um, and I, from my perspective, I think that would be the best fit for him. I read somewhere, this is a bit off topic, but I read somewhere that Kovac won't make it till Christmas. <laughs> so, Uli Hoeneß is probably going to leave the club or going to leave his official position in the club in September or uh, was it November? But before Christmas. And he's certainly the one that, that guards Kovac. Um, oh, that's why. If it was okay. up to Rummenigge, Kovac wouldn't be Bayern coach this season. So I, I, have, I made a bet recently where I said he's not going to make it till March. So I don't disagree with, with that statement. Okay. And who takes over if he leaves? Because Nagelmann's already in they already, the They already did I, it. I think we know who it is. No, it's Hansi Flick. Yeah, it's oh, a, is it? They brought in the assistant coach, Hansi Flick, who was the assistant coach of the German national team in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he, he's the perfect caretaker. Until yeah, but he um, also yeah. I, I, have okay. another, I, have oh. another, I have another theory, Jürgen and this Klopp. sort of goes against my hair theory of before. Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. You can't go from Dortmund manager to Bayern manager direct. He hundred percent. You, is you have to find. You have to find another way to do it. Yeah. He goes to Liverpool, becomes an absolute star, absolute hero, laps it all up, leaves on a perfect level. Uh, yeah. Which I, well, I mean, this season would have been perfect for him to leave, but he, he's doing obviously. Imagine he wins the league. He wins the league, you walk out in glory off the bar. Dortmund fans are going to go berserk. They're going <laughs> to freak out. But uh, I've been saying it for years. I absolutely agree. And I think he's both going to coach Bayern and the German national team in his career. And so much of their identity is wrapped up in Klopp, yeah. or it was. Well, maybe not so much anymore. But anyway, uh, Brazilians, is there any sense that uh, Coutinho's confidence has taken a huge hit at Barcelona and that this is going to hold him back at, at Bayern? Or... It has taken a huge hit for sure. And you can see that he doesn't play as well. And you can see that he's not as happy. He was under a lot of pressure. And on the you know last second part of the season, he would defy a bit the, the, the crowd in the stadium. You know, there was this one celebration where he puts his hands in his ears, like, I can't hear you because mm-hmm. it was he scored goals and he was like, you know, shutting people up. And, but that's why I think it's a, it's a good move because I think that's, that's the right place for him to gain his confidence back. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Like, it felt like Barcelona wasn't the fit for him. It was just like a casting problem. Like, he wasn't supposed to be like Andres Iniesta out of nowhere. And you, can, you could tell, like, at the Copa America with Brazil, like, he was completely different. He was so much like loose and so much more like the way that we used to see him before. So if he finds his place well in Bayern, I think he will be a good fit. Good news for uh, Brazil then, eventually, if he gets back to form. Yeah, for sure, because he hasn't been playing that well in the Brazilian national team either. But he certainly will get the chance to be the star at Bayern, or one of the stars. He will have so much freedom, probably more than anybody else in the squad. Yeah. Oh. I think he'll flourish. He'll be okay. Not the only player to find himself at Bayern of late. Even Perisic. (laughs) Uh, Other than the fact that he played for Dortmund, I'm not really sure why Bayern have signed him. 
So the the very honest answer is gonna disappoint a few few Bayern fans here, but um, he's cheap. He's Croatian. Oh. He What's played. He, he played under Niko Kovac in 2014 <laughs> European Championship. Okay, um, they're very close, um, and Niko Kovac lost the locker room over the last season. And with Ivan Perisic, he certainly has a has a voice in the locker room behind him. Also, obviously, Perisic is quite a good fit. He can play both wings easily. Bayern needed backup on both wings. Um, actually, if you ask me, that was one of Bayern's better signings this this summer. And I'm not a big Perisic fan, but. It actually, I'm nearly convinced, or I, I am convinced that this entire um, having somebody that speaks up for you in the in the locker room is very important for Niko Kovac because, like I said, it's not very easy for him at Bayern at the moment. Hmm. Another person, and I might just check with Bruno how we pronounce it. Is it Mikael Cuisance? Cuisance. He's Which a, is a weird name, even for me. Well, he's from <laughs> he's from Strasbourg. Yeah. Have you been to Strasbourg? Yeah. It's one of France's sort of underrated jewels, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's really pretty, and it's, it's also kind of German as well. Like yes. it's German and French. It's a bit it like is. it's a bit like a fairy tale village, yeah, you know, with really all the, the nice houses and stuff like that. Uh, Ten million from Borussia Mönchengladbach. A lot of money. For a twenty-year-old who's only paid like thirty odd games, they literally paid a million for every game he played last season. So, <laughs> so what a what a game he played, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, so cuisance, cuisance, cu cuisance. Maybe we just ask Bruno to say it every time because she says it so perfectly and we're terrible <laughs> at it. Um, he had a great season at Gladbach two years ago, before last season. Actually, looked very promising as an eighteen-year-old kid. Um, last year, though. And that is honestly alarming for a young player like him. He um, lost his, his place in the squad, even though Gladbach's midfield was not very strong. So he, he lost his place to players that are certainly not as gifted as he is. But, and that is the next important point, um, it seems he has some character, let's say, issues. At least in Gladbach, he basically said that he wants to have a guaranteed starting spot in the 11 or he's going to leave the club. And that's the reason why they sold him. And actually, the entire we're talking about a 20-year-old that is a huge talent. And actually, in Gladbach, everybody, including the manager who said it openly, was very happy they left the club. Oh. So, that is a bit... And, I mean, I don't know. Going from Gladbach to Bayern because you want to play more seems like one of the more... It's counterproductive, I would have thought. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great idea. Bayern could have bought him a lot cheaper then. Absolutely. You know, they were like trying to get rid of him. Pro probably yes, probably yes. Uh, wow. But the entire thing developed rather quick, the entire transfer, and it was all said and done before they could agree on a lesser fee, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, Sarpreet Singh? Sarpet Singh. Sarpet Singh. Yeah. There's a lot of talk around him too. First New Zealand, first Kiwi player in the Bundesliga. Let's put it this way. <laughs> oh, no, you're wrong. Because yeah. I have a question about that. Oh, there was one. There yeah. was one. Oh. Only one other New Zealander has played in the Bundesliga. Where was he? Cologne or something? Kaiser Slauten and Bremen. Mm. Who was it? Come on, take a guess. I, I literally wrote if that anybody, name. If anybody knows this, I'll bring them for dinner. I, somebody told me two weeks ago and I can't remember. So He played as a striker. No. no clue. I would be amazed if anybody knew this. Winton Roofer. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, somebody told Never me the name recently. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad if you don't know that. I needed a website to tell me that. <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah. So Sarpet Singh, he joined Bayern this offseason, um, straight from New Zealand, and... Um, Certainly is a transfer for the second team, first of all. Oh, okay. So yeah. don't get... Uh, don't yeah, yeah. Let's he played, he played in, off, uh, in the off-season, especially in the ICC. He played versus Real Madrid and versus uh, AC Milan and mm -hmm. other clubs. So it must have been like a dream for him, you know. He just moves over, uh, never played in European football. And his first match, it's literally his first match is against Arsenal, mm -hmm. then Real and then versus Milan. So that's just great. But even though he played quite a bit, you could see that he's... He's far from being a first-teamer. It's well, like the, the game is... In, we're talking about the ICC and the game was too quick for him, too physical. And you could he has a lot of potential, but you can just say... Where was he? He was in New Zealand beforehand, was he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, outside of all that, there was actually some actual football played last weekend. Finally! Finally, 2-2 with Hertha at home. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're probably going to focus on Bayern's failures here. But maybe we should we big up Hertha a little bit. They're our home club. 
Yeah. Well, well, at least they're in the same city as us. Yeah. Wait, Hertha? Yeah. 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 Well, they were doing all right, I guess. Hertha. They scored two goals with three, three, three attempts. So yeah. <laughs> you can't can't say anything against that. No, that's not bad. But to be fair, uh, Bayern should have won that game in the first 30 minutes. It felt a bit like a early season struggle. Um, Hertha actually defended horribly. It was insane. So they they played three in the back, and somehow they decided to play. Like they were playing four in the back and just leave the the, the left fullback out, and that basically was Serge Gnabry's position. Then Bayern's winger, so he waited online with the rest on the same line as the three in the back. He just waited for long balls, and they over and over again they attacked on that side. And Bayern should have scored way more, couldn't do it. Then a quick strike from Hertha, which once again showed a little bit how Bayern is still not very stable. Um, also a bit unlucky. First goal was deflected. Second goal maybe was a foul before that. So, but I don't know. I think Hertha is, a, is an opponent Bayern has historically had issues with. Actually, it's they haven't. I just read the read the stats. Like in the last 30, Bayern only won 16 or something like that, which compared to any other Bundesliga mm -hmm. club is a great great statistic. Speaking of uh, Berlin clubs. <laughs> oh Union! Oh, our, oh, oh boys! Union. Yeah. <laughs> of to lose of all to all clubs yeah. four nil yeah. on your day back. Yeah, at, at home. Leipzig. At home to Leipzig. And everything was everything was set up perfectly. The stadiums packed. They oh, even, it was lovely. They oh. sold more tickets. They sold. So they sold tickets that weren't there um, to, to associates that had died mm. before exactly. the, the club reached mm. yeah. the Exactly, and they were holding beautiful. up pictures of them. It was it was yeah, at goosebumps yeah. the entire time. Beautiful. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. And then they they decided not to sing for 15 minutes um, to protest RB Leipzig, which I think is a fair thing to do. And um, f after 15 minutes, three things happened basically in one minute. It starts raining like crazy, which gives this great atmosphere because the, spot, the, the, the lights on already and it just looks insane. It's yeah, raining yeah. like crazy. The fans explode. They start singing and Leipzig scores the first goal out of four. <laughs> and then it was a beating for Union and they, Leipzig is just... You can't. It's probably the toughest team to play in the first match. I would rather rather play Bayern or Dortmund than I'd play Leipzig on the first day. Any other talking points quickly? Uh, we got everybody keep an eye on Leverkusen. They have Peter Bosch now. He's the coach that basically was Dortmund's coach when they imploded two seasons ago, and they do look a lot like Dortmund early two years ago. Okay. Just one thing about Union. Oh yeah. I heard that in the late 90s. Tell me if I'm wrong. The fans did a campaign to sell their bloods. Actually, a bit, yeah. bit later, I think. Was it early 2000s? Early 2000s? Yeah. Okay, yeah. for having, for to save the club, basically. Exactly. They did, the fans are great, and in, in, they also. Sorry, rebuilt. hold on a second. Yeah. They, they sold their blood. Yeah, they donated can, blood. You can donate in Germany, blood money. Blood donation is paid. 50 so they bucks. donated the money per to donation. the club. Yeah, the, the action was more called than blood, I get paid for this podcast. So basically, give your blood for your club. Yeah. Uh, it's a great thing. They also, they the stadium, this gorgeous stadium and the playing and the fans rebuilt it they rebuilt that by their with their own hands so when you could not afford to rebuild the stadium but they had to because they weren't allowed to play it anymore so over the I don't know what the time span was um, they put in thousands of hours just the fans after work they all came there and rebuilt their stadium and now wow. they're playing first uh, Bundesliga and that so that's great I, I love this club I really do it's a great club I'm still getting over the whole blood thing. Bluten <laughs> Union. Look it up. It's a, it's a great story. Okay. Uh, Bruna. Yes. I believe that Neymar uh, is still a PSG. Yes, apparently. Apparently. He's still not in the team. I mean, he's fit enough for the Brazil squad. He got named in the Brazil squad, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what the hell is going on? Because it was a crazy story today. Yeah. So the, the very last update. Of course, every day there is something new, but mm. today was L'Equipe that wrote it, so it's very, very serious. Uh, so Real Madrid made this offer of 100 million plus three players, and those players are just Gareth Bale, James Rodriguez, and Keylor Navas. And in, it, in fact, actually, PSG is interested in Keylor Navas. So like we thought, oh, this is actually like the perfect thing that they wanted because they say that that was pretty much their price, but they say no. Why are they saying no? I can't get this. 
any reasons given at all? They're or? saying that it's still not enough because those three players, and especially Bale and Hamis, are pushed to go out. Mm. And Zidane doesn't want them and no one wants them. And so that means that they're not like expensive enough and it's not enough to get into the point where he pays for the incredible Neymar. So this is what they're saying now. And now there's also Juventus that could be doing an offer soon, including Dybala that was there as well. So that that will maybe come in a few days. I need to know where where the Juve money comes from. That's insane to me. Yeah. Where? How long? Have we, we've only got a couple of days left in the transfer window. Yeah. Second yeah. of September. Second of September. I think everything's more or less closed, right? Yeah. That's yes. when it closes for in France. For, in so. France. Okay. Yeah. So. I just don't see this deal. I, I just don't see this deal going through. I, this, yeah. could, because Neymar, right now, he can't stay at PSG. No, or, no. or can he? He no. can't. The fans hate him. He, I think the environment in, in the team is awful for him. Everybody knows he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. So he can't stay. Yeah. What was it? Mbappe was, was it Mbappe who pushed him out of the, video, out of the picture too? Yeah. Or? Actually, that was kind of a misunderstanding. It was oh. a very, very weird moment. That is for sure. <laughs> Basically, like he didn't want to celebrate and he was was like hiding and then him and Verratti was like were like taking him come back into the picture and then Mbappe to joke like push him away but unlucky for him the cameras were right on them of course and so it was a really weird moment where he was just like get out of here you don't deserve this but like two seconds after he took him back and they were like celebrating of course but Neymar nobody, was hiding right nobody ever sees the two seconds after though, yeah, that's exactly that, yeah, that's that is the important moment so it, it's got to the point then where Neymar is too tough Looks like for PSG. He has to go. Yeah, I think so. I mean, as as Jonah was saying, like he the 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 supporters were actually in the stadium telling him to go. So like it's impossible. It's like when you have a PSG that has such a big ambition now and the big star of the club actually doesn't want to be there. Everybody knows it and like it's not even like a secret, it's not a rumor. It's like I want to go. I want to go back to Barca. And like he it's just impossible to keep someone in the in these conditions. It's a bit embarrassing for PSG. Yeah, but the problem is that they're not accepting the offers and they're being really hard because of course like they they recruited him for mm-hmm. 222 million mm-hmm. 2 years ago only. So like for them it's like we're not going to lose him for less than that. And so today there are even some rumors saying like, like, oh, they're not willing to accept any offer. They're going to wait until like the very last minute. Um, but that's going to be bad for them as well, because the last minute means that they're not going to get actually what they want if they ever say, OK, like we cannot keep him. I think the Real will come with a bigger offer close See, to the transfer. Are Real just buying him to piss off Barcelona? I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be an element to that, right? Certainly yeah. help for a transfer. <laughs> you have Bale and Hamas Rodriguez in the bench because you don't have space for them in the team. You're going to put Neymar in that combination? Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they're lacking people up front. They have Hazard, they have Benzema, yeah. they have, uh, what's the young Brazilian guy, Vinicius? Vinicius Junior. Junior. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah. you know, like Mourinho was talking about Manchester City. It's going to be like Real Madrid and Real Madrid uh, B's team those are the favourites for the league <laughs> it's more or less like that <laughs> Name it, my, my, the question though is like I don't know how he's seen in Brazil but the, for me it's, it feels and sounds like he's so toxic I wouldn't want to have him in my locker room especially if like Real Madrid a team that actually has a lot of young players now and big talents well I don't know I, I, I don't think you need somebody like that well, you, in can, your room. you can ask either of these yeah yeah well when uh, he was younger I remember him being like such a huge star everybody had so high hopes for him he was everywhere every single ad you can imagine everywhere in the streets the only word that people have in their mouths with Neymar 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 but today he's not seen like that at all he's just like I mean that's at least the way I feel I don't know if Joanna would say something different yeah I'd say that anyone with some reason sees him as toxic but I'd say that he's still a big influence for young kids you know young 12-year-olds that love football and they don't really judge his actions for that and they just see him as the biggest star Brazil has and there's always, you know, Brazil is so known for having big stars and big players so he's the big player of the moment or, you know, has been the big player for a while and he's loved by kids and 
I don't really see the Brazilian media criticizing him or being so critical with him as the international media. So he's still a big star in Brazil. Do the kids? Do the kids still care about Ronaldo in Brazil? No. Well, just me and you. No, I don't think they they remember Ronaldo anymore, except for you know this little belly. Okay. <laughs> But right. Not the young, the very young ones. That's a shame. That's yeah. a shame. Um, PSG lost at the weekend. Two one. Yeah. To Ren. Yeah, it was crazy. Is there any sense that uh, the Neymar issue was kind of playing on the players there? Or we just Ren were just too good? Or what was it? Yeah, I mean, Ren was really good, but um, definitely felt like the Neymar issue was in their heads and they weren't really concentrating on the pitch. They weren't really organized um, after the game. That's all the, like, the, the, some of the players were talking about that a little bit. Um, uh, Thiago Silva said like, yes, like it's been really hard for us. He's not here with him. You have been so much easier and we have that in our, in our heads. So it's the proof that like, it has an actual effect in the way that they're playing. So. But Julian Stefan you generally does well against Uh, PSG. He beat them in the cup final, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He 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 won in the cup final uh, last season, and like they did an amazing job. They're really like focused, prepared. Uh, they did the opposite of the work that uh, PSG <laughs> did there. Uh, basically, um, they they stand up against him after Cavani scored. It was a mistake, and they were like, "Okay, let's go back and let's do mm. that again." You could see that they were like talking to each other on the pitch. Uh, they took control of the game completely to turn it uh, in their favor um, and yeah if they keep going like this this season we could maybe see them on the podium with the other ones Ooh. yeah I think so and they also have uh, Eduardo Camavinga yeah wow this guy 16 year old only mm-hmm. yeah was revealed last year we say uh, but in this game he was just the master of it he was completely he did everything uh, stole the show in the midfield uh, crossed to Del Castillo for for the second goal uh, and he's already been compared to Usman Dembele so he's the young player to follow right now I think let's see how he, he does maybe he mm-hmm. was specially inspired in that game but I think he's going to surprise us he's originally Angolan Yeah, who moved to Brittany? He is actually with a problem. He has a problem right now that he needs his papers to get mm. done. He wants to become French, and there is like a whole situation with that. Yeah, I have a feeling if he keeps playing that well, those papers mightn't be so yeah. hard to, <laughs> to find. They will appear. Uh, interesting that you mentioned Dembele. Both of them made their debut against uh, Angers. Yeah. They did. There you go. And he's also the first player born. And listen to this and feel depressed. He's the first player born after the first of January two thousand and two to start a game in the top five European leagues. And he's born in November. Mm. Even. See, two thousand two. That was, was Rian- Ronaldo's time. He was guys don't remember this, Ronaldo. He was, he was born after the World Cup final two thousand two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yesterday. Oh. He, by the way, also. I hate like, when sixteen-year-olds are good at things. That's yeah. It shouldn't be like that. No. He's also. Like, like, According to German media, already linked to Borussia Dortmund, like uh, every young player has. I, th- I think <laughs> Arsenal as well. There was some talk. Yeah, yeah. He's French. He's young. He's good. It's going to be linked to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, check that. So a win for Rennes and a win for Lyon, who hammered the previously mentioned Angers six nil. A lot of positives at Lyon right now. Yeah, they're they're doing pretty well. The the, the recruitments are pretty good. Um, and like Silvino and Juninho's, it was their first game back at home. Oh, so, so nice to see. Yeah, the, the the supporters, the fans did a big homage to Juninho. They're really happy. So you can tell that there's like that is making a big difference as well, just to have them there. Um, Usem Awa was the new Juninho, had the number eight, and it was like completely the, the star of the show as well. Um, Memphis Depay did an incredible job. J- Jason Daenerys succeeded. I noted that it was 114 passes and he succeeded each one of them. And apparently What? that's like a first in every league. Wow, how many ever. passes? 114? Yeah, and he succeeded every single one of them. Oh I was God. like, what is this? this that is, is incredible. That is pretty incredible. Leon, I think Leon are going to be great to watch this season. Yeah, I really think so. Really great to watch. Moussa Dembélé was great to watch. Um, he's actually being watched by the Juventus, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but um, the president Olas already said that he's not gonna he's not gonna sell him this, this year. That he's gonna keep it for another year, but probably next year that 
is going to be a big transfer or maybe in two years. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to do in Champions League as well. So <clears throat> It's a shame Leon becomes such a feeder club for other clubs. Yeah, it's true. Like Benzema was there, right? Yeah, it's, uh, mm-hmm. they, they have like a great centre to form the, the young players and some people are saying like that's all that they do now it's like they don't really win anything they're always like second or third and they just form players to then sell them to other big clubs the only thing I would say is I prefer Strasbourg to Lyon as a city let's put it out <laughs> Lyon is nice has great food yeah, no. yeah it was okay I mean, <laughs> Maybe. It's famous for the food. I know, right? But and so I was really excited when I went there, and uh, so I got a couple of recommendations from guys guys at One Football, and uh, I felt a little bit let down. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll you know. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk a little bit about Marseille? It sounds like fun down there. Yeah, not very fun actually. <laughs> Fias Boas is in charge. Remember him? Of course I do. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they 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 draw against Nantes. And Benedetto did his first, mm. and he was recruited for 60 million years and signed, and signed a four-year contract, and he is the big guy that everybody was waiting for in Marseille. But once again, is Marseille, and nothing comes <laughs> easy for them, at least not since like two or three seasons. And... Payet wanted to be like the bigger man, even though Villas-Boas told him he was the one who was supposed to shoot the penalties and he gave him the ball at the last minute. And then Benedetto shoot to the sky completely, like the ball was a complete fail. A shocking penalty. Yeah. And then like- We're checking out just how bad that penalty was. Exactly. And then of course, like on Twitter, everybody was making fun of him and saying like, oh, this is why we pay 60 million for and et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, I think they have like a lot of work to do and definitely Marseille can tank Mandanda because he came back from vacations where like he lost 10 kilos or something like that oh he did the hurricane yeah he 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 lost 10 kilos Mm. yeah he came back like completely different because he was being really criticized last year from being fat Uh and out of shape and he came back completely different Wow! and in this game he stopped at least like four goals like he made amazing saves and actually Villas-Boas did tank him at the end but without him they would have probably lost so Marseille really has a lot of work to do okay they should give some time to Benedetto because he's really good don't yeah. put as many pressure just because he shot a penalty to the moon but you know yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like a funny way to start like, like oh damn I think it fits in well with Marseille <laughs> uh, any other league on talking points or should we should we skip on I think that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, Joanna, you were meant to watch a movie this weekend, but you <laughs> yeah. let me down. Well, I skipped we, the movie. We were going to have a good, nice talk about a movie you were going to watch this weekend, and then you didn't go watch the movie. What movie? Oh. That Maradona documentary. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see what I can do, maybe for the next podcast. Okay. But uh, I'm guessing that you did watch Spurs uh, against Manchester City. Yeah, that's why I didn't have time for the movie. I was watching Premier League the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what did you make of it all? Well, Manchester City is definitely a strong candidate, like we always uh, assumed already. And they, I mean, it was 2-2. And if you look at the results, you'd have no idea what the match was because it was just a one-team match. Like, they crashed Tottenham. They had 30 shots. Tottenham had three. (laughs) But it was a (laughs) 2-2. That's football. That's a good thing about football. And it was like... A blitzkrieg. They wouldn't stop. Yeah, you can use that word, Nico. Don't you? Oh, yeah, I can't, though. No, you can't. <laughs> no, can't. sorry, but I can. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, were, they were quite dominant. They, they usually were, are. Yeah, they were. Like, Harry Kane didn't show up. I didn't even see him in the match. Well, that's because he's so slim these days. You can't <laughs> yeah. even see him. Uh, do you want to talk about the Jesus goal? Or Yeah, well... It, it was a second match day for the Premier League and a second match day with a VAR mm. uh, goal is allowed for, you know, a very, or either centimeters or a little touch on the hand. But to the letter of the law, it was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, it was. But let's be honest, it's a stupid law. It's a stupid law. Okay. Yeah. The VR free was correct. You in the Premier League this season, right? Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the first oh, season. Oh, enjoy. They're loving it. Oh. But it's his been, first goal, okay like so the far. first one that was cancelled, the other, the first game, he, he, he was the same. That's he had true. a goal yeah, that was cancelled. Yeah, the first one ever. Yeah. yeah. 
He's unlucky with that. He's unlucky with it, Jesus. Um, Pep, I noticed a lot of interesting sideline conversations. Did you did you pick up on this? Pep Guardiola and Pep Aguero. And Aguero. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know. It seemed what like they were about. breaking up, right? <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did you? Watch it? it really looked like yeah. it. Like like. And Pep's intense. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember one match when he was in with Bayern and he did that with uh, Joshua Kimmich? Yeah, with Kimmich. And he just like he humiliated him in front of all television and everything and with Aguero was a bit well not that much in times but it was similar but then afterwards he said that Aguero was pissed off at himself that he was Aguero complaining about himself and you know conceding a goal and everything that it wasn't such a hard time I would hate to play under Pep Guardiola I, I wouldn't be good enough I know I would obviously I wouldn't be good enough I'm sitting here talking to you three but um, also I, I think he's probably a bit of an arse Honestly, I think that every good manager needs to do a football. Mm. Give it's me, give me Zidane. I feel like I could. No, I feel I like I could. Look, I love Zidane, but Zidane would let would let my would let my creative talents flourish. Just That's the tough. way he handles Bale, and not saying yeah. it's not Bale's mistake too. But don't tell me that he's not a special character too. Well, he's a hard ass too. You know that. Yeah, all of them are. You have to be. Most successful people are, I guess. Yeah. Any particular manager you'd like to work under? I think Zidane as well. Honestly, yes, it's just because I'm a fan of Zidane. Like, mm. I mean, I'm Not French. There is no other. There is no other way. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp. Not Jurgen. He must Klopp. be a good coach to no, work with, so right? Intense. Yeah, even like in the morning, like you have to look at that. You arrive. You have to look at his teeth all the time. Yeah, no, he seems like a funny character. You arrive at the ground in the morning, and he laughs at you spitting. And yeah. You see this teeth. Yeah, you just bring an umbrella, but he seems like <laughs> a, a funny crazy character. He has the crazy in here, Yeah, it's Monday, Jurgen. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> anyway. Okay, you're going for your. Who did you mention? You didn't choose. I just one. said not your club. That's that's all I have to say. Yogi Love. Nah. No, you probably would. You can't okay, shake hands you can, with him. It probably would be Guardiola just to see what makes him so special. I don't know if you Sorry. can. <laughs> to come and throw me off there. Getting back to more actual football business. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Chelsea Leicester? Yes, I did. Okay, this was a great weekend for you. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, Lampard's second game in charge. Yeah. He said he was happier with the 4-0 defeat to Manchester United. Yeah, it was. It, Chelsea game. has not been playing bad, you mm. know, even though they lost 4-0 from Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But there's not been playing bad. Um, but Lampard's got a hard time ahead of him because... They haven't been playing what you expect from Chelsea, but you know they don't have the the pieces to play what you expect from them because you know they lost Hazard, which is you know the heart of the team and has been the heart of the team for years, and new guys haven't been performing as well as you expect, except for you know um, Mason Mount. That's his name. Else? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great name by the way, Mason Mount. Mason Mount. He's really good, but he's 20 years old. It's his first couple matches. He looks good though, doesn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know there's a whole season ahead and. You, English season is pretty tough, lots of tournaments, so you can't really expect them to keep it up the whole season. And I think other players, you have to expect more than them and they're not delivering, like uh, Zuma, for example, I think is a great player, but he's lost his confidence, he's back in Chelsea and mm. did not do well. No, they, they're lacking in key positions, which is why they shouldn't have sold David Luiz. Which is why they shouldn't have sold David Luiz, mm-hmm. which, who did a really good game uh, in Arsenal this week. Oh, you want to talk about, will we skip right to Arsenal? Because you watched that as well. I watched that as this well. This is how uh, Joanna spends her weekends, if anybody's ever interested. I watched every single game of Bundesliga this weekend. That's- my girlfriend was very happy about that. All the highlights? No, I watched every single game. I actually rewatched the, the... Not all 90 minutes. More or less. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Nick. I started rewatching. It was a lovely weekend, too. It was. But I was very keen on Bundesliga, and I wanted to see more than just the, the, the conference highlights, so I had to rewatch a few. Not, yeah. not every second, though. That's weirder than the blood thing that Bruno yeah. brought up. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people were suggesting Leicester could make it into the top six this year. I don't buy into it. But was there any evidence from this game that they could? Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't think okay. so. Competition is really tough. And, you know, like last season, the best one outside the top six were Wolverhampton. And, 
they show like they're still gonna be in the same uh, physical form as they were last season. So I think this is gonna be you know the outsider from the top six if there's gonna be someone which are not those always. Oh, okay, I, I just realized we got off the David Luiz point. You were impressed with this performance? Yeah, I mean not. Impressed. Okay. He, he did really well. <laughs> Don't go you know, when you, ex- <laughs> okay. when, you, when you have David Luiz, you can expect anything. You can mm-hmm. expect either that he's going to be the man of the match or you can expect that he's going to screw up really bad. So he didn't and he performed well. But he was not the man of the match. Danny Ceballos yeah. was the man of the match. Ooh, a lot of people getting very hot under the collar for Danny. Yeah. Yeah, he played really well. Like the passes, the control, organizing the match, two assists. He's the man that uh, Arsenal has been missing since, you know, Ozu hasn't played anything for the last, what, two years maybe? <laughs> you know, when he started, it was a big thing. And then, you know, he discovered London's nightclubs. So I think. <laughs> oh, let's, <laughs> let's just put a, re- a little reportedly in there just in case. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ozil's lawyer. So he's, the, he's the, the guy that control the match and this, you know took the decisions what what to do and con- uh, created the place and that was really good of him he was the man of the match for sure and I think that being on loan from Real Madrid and having Real Madrid is a much tougher competition to play in the midfield than Arsenal he's going to try his best to keep on to keep in Arsenal to stay in Arsenal okay. so. um, anything else you wanted to mention from the Premier League or Shall I get to questions from our uh, from our listeners? Mm, no, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, so no more emails about how great Benny Kulhoff is. I think you, you might have missed this. We got a couple of emails from people saying, "Hey, Benny, Benny Kulhoff is great." I'd like to assure all of our listeners, he's not. <laughs> he's great. not great. He's not in any way great. No, I can. I can confirm. We I we have spent a, a significant amount of time with Benny, <laughs> and we can dispel any of those rumors. Yeah. But he's the best office manager the newsroom has ever had. Yeah, he might. <laughs> He'll be delighted with that. Uh, he is on next week, so if if you are of the Benny Kulhoff clan, do join in. Is there a fan club? Because that's interesting. Yeah, listeners isn't it? are in love with him. Wow. Really, him and him and Dan Burke are the people's favourites. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what either of them have. I'll ask my them. mom to write me the podcast for sure. <laughs> Maybe we need to. Well, you've already got your Facebook friends. Friends. Maybe they they can email in and demand more. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Just don't leave me alone. Podcast at wonderful.com. <laughs> uh, so we have a question from Suyesh who uh, says, uh, what do we think of Arsenal's transfer window this season? And will they get into a top four? Let's give a very quick answer to that one. Will they get into a top four? I think that apart from Liverpool, Manchester City and Tottenham, he is, Arsenal is the team that has been performing well, better and has done better in the transfer window. I think Dani Ceballos was a great addition to the team. Nicola Pepe, was, we're still about to see, like he didn't play very well, he didn't play a lot. But Arsenal is very, very dependent on Aubameyang and Nicola mm. and Lacazette. So that's like, they need to have more options. So no. I think they have more chance than the rest, so that is a yes. Okay. I mean, it's a yes too, I think so. Bruna? Yeah, it's a yes too. Okay, mm-hmm. we've, I can see their jersey in my island and it is magnificent. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over how good that is. Um, uh, we also, uh, yeah, continue this question. Since I'm a Bayern fan, what do they need to change to get that elusive Champions League trophy again? <laughs> Everything. Really? A lot. A lot. Really yeah. lot. From coaching to parts of the squad, it's time to get rid of the 2014, most of the 2014 World Cup winners and Champions League winners of 2014. 2013, as well as Uli Hoeneß, um, he should go to. I'm not sure Kalle Rummenigge is good for them. Hasan Salihamidzic, uh, neither. So to make it short, absolutely everything. Okay, very good. James Lecky uh, says, very disappointed that some of you guys in the office haven't tasted the drink of my country. But this is from last week's podcast when we were talking about Iron Baru. Uh, James Leckie is Scottish. I have never. Iron Brew is a fizzy drink from um, Scotland of a very particular taste. I like it. What, what was it? Was like a what is it, what metal is it mean? Fanta kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that that was that was Matthew's uh, description. What it has Fanta? It's like Fanta, but with added brilliance. Is that alcohol in it? I say this because I'm hoping Iron Brew are listening. And yeah, you, Iron Brew, you know. send, send us some some testers, please. Well. <laughs> 
I, I went to Reva today to get some for us to test on the podcast no. and they didn't have it. I'm pretty sure no so, shop in Germany. So if you're listening, Iron and Brew, Iron and Brew, if you're listening, Iron <laughs> Brew, send it over. We'll taste it on the next podcast. Yes, and we know you are. And we, we'll do it. Uh, so, and he, uh, James also asked what are our predictions for the SPFL from a Motherwell fan. We'll, we'll do that when Porik comes on next time. Yeah. Uh, final question from Varun from India. Stupid question, but what the hell? I've been beating my head over this. I hope he hasn't. That's not physical. But what's the difference between a coach and a manager? First of all, there is no stupid question. Mm-hmm. My teachers always say that. Mm. I yeah, think there are good. stupid questions, but can't no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with Bruno on this. Oh. I'm, there's no stupid question. Difference between a coach and manager. Who can do it in one line? Oh. It's easy in German football because this is a very there's a very clear difference with that the the manager does mm-hmm. transfers and the financial stuff. Yeah. And the coach does That's the, the lineup and the coaching. Hmm. But in case of like in UK, right? They mm-hmm. say manager for the coach as exactly. well. Exactly. It's, like, <laughs> it's just confusing. That's just what it is. It's the yeah. same thing. Because in the UK, I think coaches have more control over the team and the squad than yeah. they usually do in Italy and France and Spain. And more so. than they should probably. Let's yeah. say, uh, let's say, outside of England, the manager is akin to a director of football, and the coach is a coach. Exactly. Yeah. The coach is the one out there in the morning laying out all the cones and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you want a nice analogy for it, Sir Alex Fur. Ferguson was a manager, Carlos Quiros was a coach. Mm. And that's how I would uh, put it. Um, also, Varun adds, great pod, one of the few things I look forward to every week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Come on, Varun. Let's, let's get out there a bit more, bro. Yeah. Maybe hit up Bruno on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Please don't. Really don't. Please don't. <laughs> Varun has enough to do. I think I'm going to change my name. <laughs> definitely, definitely do. Uh, we, you wanted to mention one final bit of business. I did? You did. What was that? It was about Brazil. And my... Beloved Fluminense have no manager, but we don't want no, to talk about it. Wait, 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 my beloved one? Now. Fluminense. But they do have a manager now. Fluminense. What's the third option? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. <laughs> Fluminense. That's exactly how I said it. Yeah. I just, it's, it's my it's Irish. It's the flu. I like when he says the I call flu. It, I call them the flu. It's my, yeah. it's my, I like that a lot. It's, it's my that, Irish uh, that's cool, right? The flu. They go viral. Uh, the, <laughs> it's my Irish accent. Uh, we wanted to say two words about Danny Alves because the batteries are about to go on our uh, recorder here. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, that's what you wanted to say, wasn't it? Two yeah. words. That's 36 three. years old, the best player we've ever seen in a right back and still playing 90 minutes in the middle of the match. Who, who did he join again? Sao Paulo. Okay. I still and believe he scored he a goal in the first 45 minutes he was on pitch. I still believe he's Benjamin Button. I said it last time. I'm saying it again. He's mm. going back in time and he's getting younger. He looks, he looks great. Mm. And he's so fit. Also makes a lot of sense because if he's going back in time, his career just is just starting in Brazil. He just made his That's debut, it. scored exactly. in his first in his first match. Are we going to see him in Barcelona again? <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> well, he has a place in the team. <laughs> if he wants to go back, he's going to be in the starting eleven. Mind blown. <laughs> this is even better than my Bayern Munich hair theory. Uh-huh. Okay, this has been too much fun. My thanks to Joanna, Bruna and Nico. We'll be back next week on Wednesday with Benny Kulhoff for the Benny Kulhoff Fan Club. Uh, in the meantime, you can listen to the back out like on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast hit. And if you want to get in touch, nothing creepy, uh, podcast.wolfootball.com. Mm-hmm.